Today is October 4th. There's three games left in the season as we record this. Maybe only one as you listen. And we still have a lot to discuss. So let's do it. Let's talk Yanks. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks, presented to you by Seat Geek. My name is Jimmy. His name is Jake. BBD in the corner. It's Jake's mom's birthdays and Pinstripe Strong Lou. How you doing, Jake? James Davis. Yeah, it's my mom and my sweet Jessica's mom's birthday. That's fun stuff. Forever, um, I'm doing well. Uh, rainy days in Los Angeles, but uh, I don't know, man. This Texas doubleheader is so funny. Like, not even like tuned in, but not. I don't know when this is going to be airing for people, but me and BBD just did the pregame show, trying to find in game one the lineup, right? What to watch for is offensively, mm. and besides Judge in the Homer race, there's nothing. Like, there's no other player. All the players that, like, J.D., Stanton, D.J., that you're kind of, let's get them hot, let's keep them right. hot, we are not playing. So, game one, we were like, oh, shit, kind of nothing judges at bats. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you're a... Uh, Peraza for fun, but... Yeah. If Peraza throws a, a wrinkle in my October, I will welcome it, but you can't even think of it. So, uh, yeah, that's that's where we're at, right? I mean, you just... These games, the hope is just guys look good, which Luis Severino did that to the umpteenth degree, so that's fantastic. All that starting pitcher stuff I, I was talking about last episode feels good. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like DJ hit a line drive. That was like the second... Most important thing, maybe third to Stan crushing a homer, but like DJ actually hitting a liner was like, oh. I know this is supposed to be later in the show, sure. but just the, on DJ, because we're talking about roster and stuff. DJ has already proven to me he can provide more than Marwin with Oswaldo right. being able to back up short and, and DJ being able to back up first yeah. and Hicks being better as the outfield backup. DJ at whatever 50%, whatever he's at right now, provides more than Marwin, which is a tough break for Marwin, but I, I am more and more seeing the opening that he's not on the postseason roster. Marwin's homer had a hint of sadness to it last yeah. night. Uh, even the way he celebrated it was like head down sad homer. Like, I should have done a little more of this earlier in the year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's where we're at. And where you're at is that you're applying for jobs on LinkedIn. I'm going to accept some LinkedIn requests right now. Someone in our office said to me, Jake's connected with him on LinkedIn. Yeah. I said, Jake's connected with everyone on LinkedIn. Yeah. That's kind of just like anyone that has ever, ever wanted. Request. Yeah, he accepts. So if you want to be LinkedIn pals with Jake, just send a request. Also, if you're hiring, go to LinkedIn. 
check out or you want a job, check out LinkedIn Jobs. They help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Passing. Ooh. Right after this read, big passing. Oh, wow. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash yanks. That's linkedin.com slash yanks to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you, LinkedIn. 332 LinkedIn friend requests waiting. Yes, 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 Daddy's yes, Daddy's yes. about to get connected. I'm looking at you, Hayden Steyer. I'm looking at you, Ryan Philippone. What is the passing? Thanks, LinkedIn. Jack Curry. Marinaccio has a stress reaction in his right shin and will go on the IL. Not eligible for the division series. Could return if Yankees advance to ALCS. Holy smokes. Oh, Joe's just appeared like a goddamn goblin. Why is he celebrating Are you happy? Why are you celebrating this, Joe? Joe's is behind the window right now dancing and celebrating on Ron Marinaccio's grave. Why are, you, why are you dancing? Why were you dancing? Why are you celebrating that? Oh, jeez. Oh, that's rude. That stinks, man. Um, Damn. I do. Okay. Yeah. Disco Ron. I do think you can get through the DS maybe without him. Sure. So you got to win three games. You, I don't know if they can go to five games in the DS. Like you, you got to win the DS quick now with this limited crew. You can't burn everyone out. Get over here. Why were you just dancing on Ron Marinaccio's grave? I didn't know about that, number one. You need a <laughs> mic. You said he didn't know about that, number one. You, you need a mic to talk into. I didn't know about that, number one. Number two, it just feels like, like things are just... Chapman's getting an opportunity where I don't think that he would be on the roster. And then if Chapman has stumbled into a roster spot, Araldus Chapman in a short series, short series, they can, if, if you got Luizaga, Trevino, Efros, Wandy, you get through a you series, can get through a five game series, but I mean, I've come on. It's not try to wrap that thing up in three bad news, bad news city over here. You need a. You're gonna need two names that are becoming increasingly more important: Domingo Herman and Clark Schmidt. One yeah. of them needs to have a postseason. Yeah, and we were talking about on the pregame show today, Jake, that in the doubleheader today, Tyon, Tyone, and Cole, neither of them can go can go a no hitter because they need to get pulled by the sixth inning. You need to see three guys mm. in both games, right? And then Herman, you need to see a lot of guys because a lot need to get tested back. To, like Efros needs to pitch in the doubleheader to get tested back to back. Right. The needs to go doubleheader day and the next day. You know what I mean? Now they can pitch them just in on the site, but you want to get these guys. It's a much different feel. Just ask any pitcher that's ever talked about it. So, I mean, I know there's two different things in play here right now. Cause we're, you know, this, the scope of winning the world series and the scope of winning the DS, which, you know, mentally you need to kind of be one step at a time. I mean, the only time, in the DS that they'd have to pitch back-to-back would be games three and four, right? Uh, I th- I think it's game one off day, game two off day, three, four, five are all in a row. Yeah, three, four, five. So they would come they would come back from wherever they are and play yes. the next day? It's that's why That's why they're very they lucky that it's not Seattle because they'd have to go if they right. went that Seattle game. so f- miserable. The math on it's incredible if that's what had to happen. Who has, who's playing Seattle? Toronto? Toronto so gets they, to host them for the wild card, so Seattle would get Houston if they make it to the DS. 
Seattle will get Houston if they go to the S. So that's not that bad. Yeah. It's the best. But still, they, the, the, ma- the math the of Seattle Houston-Toronto can't be a tight flight. Never done it. Houston-Toronto? I guess Houston's a little more east and Toronto's a little more west than yeah. we think. It can't be pleasant. But it's not Customs, like the Seattle like and Toronto, process. Seattle, New York, Seattle, Tampa was... They would play game yeah. four. They would leave there at midnight, fly cross country, get... To their get home at like seven a.m., get to their bed at eight a.m. Yeah, wake up at noon and go to the game for game five. Right, the math on it sucks. I'm glad the Yankees are avoiding that, and everyone actually because it's just a nightmare to talk about. Well, I think something that's becoming ever more important that we harped on last year, and then this year when the team got started off to a great start. A blowout would be massive. Win or loss. Win or loss, a blowout is massive. Yeah, I mean, expect it somewhere across baseball, expect a punt game, game four, in the DS, whether that's a Yankee series or not. We saw it in 2020 when they had this tight, no-off day series. I think I expect that significantly. And then... Albert uh, Abreu's been added to the active roster. Who? Abreu. Albert Abreu. Oh, okay. Matt Crook seen in the clubhouse today. Get ready for that. Um, what? The other thing that, again, I know you can't pencil it in because it's playoff baseball, but a special performance by Nestor, Sevy, or Cole would be massive in any round of the playoffs. Yeah. And I know you can't, you obviously can't bank on that. But those guys all have the chance to do that, and that would be game-changing. Yes, I agree. If we could get a 5-1 to one win where Cole Nestor Sevy goes 7 and Clark Schmidt or Domingo Herman pitches the last two innings, I think you're gonna need. You've to go almost just won a series, six to one. There, you've almost just won a series. Didn't you not think they would do that at four to one? And I did. That's why I said ago. five. You just said four to one. Oh, five to one. Um, you think I thought? I thought I was saying, and I thought you were saying they wouldn't do that at four to one a couple weeks ago. I don't think they do it at four to one. I think that's or why I four, said four runs is what I mean to say. Let's see. Running out of options. Clark, no way right now. He would really have to... I don't think he would get that ball at all right now. He hasn't been great down the stretch. Domingo, with the length and getting better, he's that guy. And, man, playoffs, playoffs happen quick, you know? Like, I think both of those guys are going to, especially with the Ron Marinaccio news, both those guys are going to run into opportunity. Yeah. I think Clark's going to be looking at a righty lane the way they use him. I don't think he's going to be a multiple-inning guy because I think his numbers versus lefties are quite bad. On the year, not great. So, all right. Well, let's talk about the bullpen a little more. It is our sharp stat of the day, which is brought to you by Roman because if you want to be sharp in the mm. bedroom, yeah. Then you can use the Roman swipes. They're convenient over-the-counter wipes that are clinically proven to help you last longer in bed. They're uniquely formulated to reduce overstimulation without eliminating sensation. Mm. 
In 2019, they had a study and they were proven to increase time to orgasm by more than 4x. So say if this is Jake, uh, starts having uh, sex, one, two, three, four, done. And now you swipe it. Jake who? You. And now you swipe it. I thought it was Jake like Sanderson. One, and then you. Two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, uh, three, uh, four, uh. one, two, three, four. Now it's done. So see how much longer that was? That's it was incredible. Better. It was incredible. Try today for as little as two seventy five per swipes. All swipes orders. All swipe orders include two free day shipping, and arrive in unmarked packaging, so your sister won't find them and make fun of you. Get twenty percent off your first order at getroman.com slash yanks today. That's getroman.com slash yanks today for twenty percent off the sharpest of stats. Last sharp stats of the season. Well, regular season charts. Certainly of the right. Potentially. Hey, guys, it's the queen of stats. And I know that there's been a ton of discussion about the bullpen recently. So today I want to talk about Scott Efros and specifically his role as the Yankees fireman, which I think he's extremely poised to do a good job in. So first of all, for a fireman uh, reliever, what you need to do is you need to be trusted in high leverage situations and to have an experience in them. So there's a stat on Fangraphs called Leverage Index, which basically attempts to quantify, you know, the pressure of any plate appearance. And his leverage, average leverage index of 2.2, 2.12 is the highest on the team uh, as a Yankee. Um, this is just as a Yankee. And when he enters the game, his, his average leverage index of entering the game is also the highest on the team. So he's been trusted in those high leverage situations so far this season. And he does pretty well in them. Um, according to Fangraphs and high leverage plate appearances for this, uh, as a Yank, uh, for the season, actually, for the entire season, he's allowed a 208 batting average, a 291 on base, and a 271 slugging. So that's really good in those high leverage situations. The next thing you need to do as a fireman is you need to be able to pitch with runners on base. So as a Yankee, he's inherited five runners, and none of them have scored. Mm-hmm. And then for the season, he's allowed just four of 33 inherited runners to score. That's 12%, which is the second lowest rate among the uh, 75 pitchers that have inherited at least 25 runners this season. So excellent, um, not letting runner inherited runners to score. And then also as a fireman, you're usually going to be entrusted with getting out the heart of the order. So against the uh, three through five batting slots uh, this season, he's allowed just a 214 slugging percentage, which is the fourth lowest among the more than 250 pitchers that have faced at least 90 batters in that situation. And finally, as a fireman, you're going to have to get both righties and lefties out. And uh, Efros, again, is excellent at this. So among the more than 300 pitcher, right-handed pitchers that have faced uh, at least 75 left-handed batters, his 129 batting average allowed is the third lowest, and his 442 OPS allowed uh, to lefties among the, that group is the sixth lowest. So there you have it. Scott Efros for our fireman. All right. Interesting. Scott Efros, come on down. Been in the office. We chatted with him. Nice guy. Let's talk about him and his potential huge role in the postseason. Thank you to Katie for giving us the stats. The fireman role, Jake, you've mentioned him as the fireman in the postseason before. Um, The numbers here look 
good so far in the season. And I think his first appearance came as a save situation or a second appearance on the team, save situation in Boston with the bases loaded or against Boston with the bases loaded, something like that. So we have seen that they have thrown him into the fire a lot. Yeah, there was a couple more appearances in. That was like his sixth appearance with the Yankees. But uh, the fact that he's on the road at Boston, that's not someone the Yankees just throw a guy into, you know? Um, he has been, um, before that he came into a 10th inning, extra It was his inning. first save appearance, his first save situation ever. That's, it was his first right. save situation, and it was on the road with bases loaded or something in Boston. I think it was his first road save appearance. He had he only had one with the Cubs. It was a home game though, so maybe that was the 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 loophole. But anyways, F. Ross, it's a really interesting case study here, right? Because his last ten games, which includes about a month off because he went on the IL with shoulder fatigue, they listed it as, which we don't know. We don't know how much of that was prepping for the postseason and how much of that was injury. My guess is it was a lot prepping for the postseason because this is a guy who, in the minor leagues, which where he was mostly before this year, he was only allowed to pitch every other day. He's talked about that on the Compound Podcast. So I know something you want to see is him pitching back-to-back, which we'll probably get a chance to see today. He pitched last night. He looked good. He got the save versus Texas. And it's a doubleheader today, so you assume the Yankees are going to use arms. Um, and in this postseason, we're going to potentially need guys to go back to back go look at everyone who's been poking at the Mets what did they just see from the Atlanta Braves Reisel and Kenley Jansen pitched all three games so there's teams that have that in the bag and right now the Yankees don't know if they have that Scott Efros's last 10 appearances clean 9.2 innings 10 Ks zero earned runs um he has been really good he's put together a really good season he's also a tough look you can't replicate that. Something that I think we would circle before a series is, is if a team sees Efros for maybe the third time, that's when things get a little more questionable, right? You've seen that look. It's what pro hitters are really good at. I went went bought golfing with my boss, Don Legrani, mm. and he said, don't give me a second look at a putt. He said that to my face, and I was sounds like, like I was a, like, easy, Don. Sounds like a huge is Don Legrani thing to say. Is, can you control that as a every time? Him? I mean, he can swing and like nick it. Every time he took a second putt from his spot, he drained it. It was really cool. I was very impressed. Like long putts too. Shout out Don. Uh, part of the reason I got fired from that job. Part of the reason I'm here. <laughs> F Ross. I'm interested in the fireman role, and I'm interested to see how the Yankees treat it as a whole. Like we don't think they're going to designate a closer, right? I'm hoping Loisaga well, wins the spot. Uh, Boone literally just told Jack Curry. Boone reiterated the Yankees would mix and match out of the pen for the postseason and won't necessarily have traditional roles of a closer or a setup man or men. There's obvious comfort in having a lockdown closer, but analytically, I'm sure the mix and match approach plays. That last part's just Jack Curry's analysis. Yeah. But I'm hoping Loisaga Trevino wins the spot. You know, they start this way, and then you go, oh shit, he's kind of the guy. You can turn it into a strength or a weakness, and I'll tie Efros into this. Um, when you go into the postseason, like you've said before, Jimmy, you know, if we could name the guys, uh, Johnny, Lou, Efros, <laughs> maybe Clay Holmes, uh, four, let's say those are four guys. Um, in a playoff series, two of those guys, we might be looking at them as gods by game three. 
if they come in and they have two 1.2 inning appearances and they look lights out, you're a hero, right? If you come out in your two games and you put runners on first and second, you're out of the circle of trust. So I'm so interested to see with how these playoffs come, are they going to try to peg a Johnny Lasagna or Lou Trevino or Scott for that final inning? Or, and I think this is what they're going to do, they're going to try to find advantageous matchups and they're going to say, Scott F. Ross, you get this lane, whether it's in the 7th, 8th, or ninth. Lou, you, you bode well here in the 7th, 8th, or ninth. And then Johnny, I don't know. Like you, I would love, whether it's Johnny Luizaga or Lou or even F. Ross, I would love for them to know coming into the game, hey, ninth inning, dude, if we have the lead, it's yours. Yeah, I would. I would. But I don't think the Yankees are going to do that. I hope someone forces them to do that as well because you need someone that you can bank on. Do you but, think Frost can do that? Not if he's a cl- fireman. Right. I, you're kind of wasting him. This is the guy you bring in in the fifth inning, sixth inning, when the starting pitcher... Get out of jail free card. When the starting pitcher puts two on and you need to clean up the mess real quick. Right. If these stats, he's, what, um, inherited 33 runners and only four have scored, second lowest rate among pitchers that inherited 25... Like if that's what his specialty is and what he's done, and uh, zero out of five with the Yankees, then then this is the guy that's first out of the pen in an unclean inning, which the Yankees like. So, and if that's his role, then he's also not the closer because the closer is a clean inning, ninth inning. You get your three guys, but I think Wandy will also be this role if he comes back and looks like Wandy because they like him middle of inning inherited right. runners as well. And you need those. So this is if Nestor goes five and you run him out there for the six and he gives up a, a, a walk and then a cheap hit and it's first and second, no out, that seems like, okay, F. Ross, come in and do your best to clean this up. I wonder how much pitch mix factors in because Lou Trevino has actually been good at this this year too. And you just know from Wandy's general feel that he thrives in that environment. Wandy has been crazy versus lefties this year. So... In theory, you'd like to think Wandy would be the lefty fireman, Efros would be the righty fireman. Um, I can believe in that going in with Johnny and Lou just figuring out eight and nine. That's somewhere where I feel like we're going to be for the DS, but you never know. It, you know, I there's a lot of possibilities here. Sure are. It's going to be scary when there's a lefty up and there's one and there's two outs. And they bring Chapman in to get that last out of the inning. Because if he loses him, then he's stuck for the next couple innings. And that's good. Well, you hope that's Wandy, right? Mm, They would save Wandy to get a bunch of outs. But maybe, but I I just feel like you might see that at one point if Chapman's on the roster. Well, and I know this is the thing that you don't love about the Yankees bullpen. But I think we saw it in that Trevino game where he came in, got the last out of the eighth, and they let him finish the ninth. I think we're going to see a lot of situations. And maybe this is why the Yankees do this is that if Wandy comes in for that lefty, let's say, um, God, so it's Cleveland or Tampa. Who's a good lefty on Tampa? Do they have one? G-Man. Yeah, G-Man. Wandy comes in for G-Man Choi, you know, two outs in the seventh inning. He punches him. I think they're going to let Wandy go out the next inning. If he looks good, they let him ride. If he doesn't, they'll have someone up in the bullpen. Hopefully that's what if it's a close If it's a close game. Hopefully that's what their whole bullpen usage this year was about, was getting guys ready for that. Yeah. Now, there's not a lot of lefties on, on Tampa. 
Cleveland's got some. Cleveland's Na- got a, a Naylor, lot. Jimenez. Switch hitter. They got uh, Ramirez. They're going to try to move switch guys around and things um, like that. Juan up top. But, um, and by the way, Wandy and Efros are both really good against the other side of the plate, too. So I think Efros's numbers are better versus lefty. But he just has such a funky arm angle. Yeah, I think he's been good versus both. They, they can tr- you can trust them against both, but you if you have your your pick, those guys are gonna have one of those four guys is off or has blow ups or we lose faith. It's scary, scary time. Ron could be a potential massive blow. Yeah. Damn. All right. Want to talk about Tampa, Cleveland? That seems like the Yankees are going to be playing one of Tampa Bay or Cleveland. They'll be playing each other in Cleveland, a three-game set. Who would you bet on? I think Cleveland at home. Tampa's just, and this is, I want to get into this a little bit, but we can do the read for it if you want. So I think I'll just say Cleveland. I think I lean Cleveland too. Uh, and if you lean Cleveland, you could go over to the DraftKings Sportsbook and put a little queso on them. Also, me and Kevin, I don't know if you've seen Poppy's uh, bet of the days on Fridays. We've been cleaning up. I think we're three of our last five on parlays. So like real bets. So Come check us out at DraftKings or the NFL season's obviously underway and they've got their $5 on any team and you will get $200 in free bets. They have their same game parlays over there too. So why don't you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football team. That's code JOHNBOY, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. That's pretty good eyesight by me. I was about to say, you really read that. Good eyes, bad ears. You read that from there? Yeah, Yeah, and that's like on an angle. Good eyes, bad ears. Good job, Jake. You talk to me on the subway. After. Pretty sure I'm not going to hear you. <laughs> it's true. Um, Yeah, so objectively, I know there's some Tampa fans that listen, maybe some Cleveland fans that listen. Tampa scares me because of the pitching and the starting pitching. Sure. But their offense has been really, really, bad. really bad. This year hasn't been great, but the la- I don't know if you've seen the last two weeks, the last month. It's Wan- they've had a bad month. It's it's um, Wander and and Wandy or Yandy and 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 Yandy and Wander, <laughs> Yandy and Wander. Yeah, uh, and then the rest is, is what was really getting bad. held up there? Just so much, Wandy, Yandy, Wander, yeah. Diaz, and Frank. You know who bats between them? Who? Randy. Oh, Randy bats between them. Okay, Randy, Yandy, and Wander. Yeah. So, so. Uh, the last 14 days, Tampa Bay has the third worst offense in the AL uh, with 78 runs created plus batting average of 206 on base percentage of 281, 318, or 319 slugging, like really good. You go further, you go last 30 days, they are still 13 out of 15 and the numbers aren't that much better at all. Yeah. Um, and if you go individually, you see that Yandi, Wander, are hitting. Yandi's really, really hitting. Oh, he's only had seven plate appearances, so never mind. Yeah. 
So Wander's been hitting since he came back. Randy, but everyone else isn't. So Wander should be marked significantly. He's supposed to be one of the best players in the game. He's been out the whole season. So that's a very different dynamic than Tampa's had for a while. But around it, there's, there's like four potential guys in their lineup that can go off. Sure, and I'm not going to count Randy out, but I'm just, I'm just saying if you're just comparing the teams. Yeah. Where Cleveland has been hitting a, de- a decent amount. Not much better, but more. As a team, they're still 94 <sighs> runs created plus. Um, but the last 30 days, they're positive. And if you look at individually, they have six guys that are over 100. Quan, um, Jimenez, Naylor, not counting J-Ram out. So... I think I was going to give a cop-out answer. I'm really good at that. Uh, I was going to give both of these teams, when you put all the chips in, it's about as equal as it gets. I mean, Tampa has playoff experience. Tampa is Tampa. They're, they're always going to put their players in an advantageous matchup. It's what they're really good at. Their lineup is thinner than it normally is. I mean, Zanino, Kiermaier, I know not known for his offense, but what he does defensively with the threat of offense – um, that Tampa hasn't been all year what Tampa could be. They just got Tyler Glass now back. F- Pete Fairbanks is back in their bullpen. We got to Pringle him if necessary. The Guardians are a better team, but they don't have playoff experience. Jose Ramirez does. Um, Bieber might eclipse some on the way back, but otherwise they are so young, which again, you put that into two columns, right? I, I feel like they have a young quality to them and a not knowing that they're just going to come in with their hair on fire, which they've done all year. They got Francona at the helm. They're going to be coached up and managed as well as anyone can in baseball. But, I mean, there's also going to be some first playoff jitters. Like, when when that first, if you boot a ball or you you walk that guy in front of Judge, you walk the nine hitter in front of Judge, that feels a lot different in the playoffs. Um, so honestly, I I think it's a little bit of a toss up. If I had to choose, I would pick Tampa. We know them inside out. And I do think they are a lesser Tampa team than they've been Tampa to play. Yes. I'd prefer to play Tampa, but I mean, it's, it's apples and oranges, uh, just because Cleveland has the chance with McKenzie Bieber and class a. And if a couple of their young guys go nuts, we've already seen Josh Naylor go nuts against us. Yeah. Steven, maybe, maybe this time they won't take him out. Steven Kwan could be, you know, he's a bat-to-ball contact guy. He could ruin a series for you. Like, that guy could be on base half the time. So, uh, Tampa, I know they, they already don't like me down there. They um, don't? Yeah, I said, I, I had a tweet before the season, like, I think this is the year it doesn't fully click for Tampa. So when they clinched, Third in the East. Some of them were chirping like, oh, really, we're done. But that was what you were saying, basically. Yeah. yeah. You were proven right. Not in their words. Not in their minds. I think that's Jake's point. That's how you use motivation. Um, Yeah. The only other thing you can say, Jake, is that Cleveland was in a bad division. Right. They're 34 and 34 against teams over 500. So they didn't have a winning record against teams over 500. They haven't, I mean, they're just young and on fire. And Tito, like. Tito, good pitching. Um, there's, there's enough guys in there that, that 
have some playoff experience. You know, the Yankees played them two years ago, different environment, 2020. Jose Ramirez yeah. is one of the best players in the world. Naylor lit us up. Um, he's fiery as hell now. They're good on the road, the Guardians. Tampa Bay, bad on the road, really good at home. Going to have to play three on the road, hopefully. Well, whatever, you know. So, I don't know. I mean, I think I'd give it to Cleveland. I don't know who's pitching for for Tampa. And, and can we can we figure something out here? Sure. Like, if I have to open up a Google sheet, and I know we're probably ending the show soon, but this could be the last thing we do, because I haven't been able to really figure out the pitching. So, can you give Tampa's me... Tampa's or ours? Uh, who will... Just both sides, but the Tampa or Cleveland. So... Just give me who you guess their one, two, three in the wild card would be. Uh, and that's October 7th, 8th, 9th, the wild card games. Yeah, let's... Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be right, just... I would have to assume Shane McClanahan is getting the pill in game one for the Rays. Um, so then you just want to say then, like... Um, Shane and then Tristan. That's their one two. Oh, I we're mixing it. I don't. You don't Shane need to, and Shane don't need to do. Don't don't Beavers need and McClanahan. Don't need both teams. Okay. So Just Shane me. McClanahan. I'd assume Drew Rasmussen. Oh yeah, yeah. And then wanted to say Glass now. Just for sake. I would say Glass now. It's okay. more of an opener start, but I would they, say Glass now. And for for the sake of people interested, Bieber, McKenzie. Savali, something like that. I know he had a I good start so. last time, but let me. Uh, Could be Quantrill or Plesac. They both have Quantrill, good numbers. Plesac are back. It's kind of, the of year. Quantrill's been the best. So I, I don't know who they're rolling. Guardian with. fans, if you hear this, you're not going to love it, but Quantrill, Savali, and Plesac are kind of all a, a mush push in my head. Okay. Savali's the one I know the best. I'm just trying to really map out off days here. Okay. So say Bieber, McClanahan, whatever, go game one on the seventh. And say it goes three games. Sure. Ideally, it does. The days are the same anyway. So Matt goes on the seventh. One, two, three. Four days rest puts him game two. So unless they pitch on three days rest. And that's something that they maybe would do. Depends how the start goes, They're, right? If you got to pull the plug early, yeah. If it's postseason yeah, start, if it's a, if and, it's a and those first two DS games are game one off day, game two off, so they can kind of go all out with bullpen if you need to. Which we know they will. So I, so I think the Rays certainly will. Huh. Okay. So that's the double off day kind of is is really interesting, or the off day in general. So. The wild card may not if 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 Bieber or Mac. They win big, they lose big in the game one. We want whoever starts game one for both those teams, both Shanes, to go deep into a close game in seven innings. Okay. Both of you go Because we don't one. want them pitching game one of the DS and then nothing happened for them. Right. They didn't get, like, pushed back. We want, because otherwise we face their four game one. Right. So we would face... Springs or Glass? I don't know who their forward would be. Yeah. I guess it's more impactful for the Guardians. 
Yeah, the Rays so. figure it out. Yeah. They always do, whether yeah. it's Rasmussen, Springs. I, I mean, Klubot would be the only outlier because he was so good against us all year, and then he got absolutely trashed. So that would be a must-watch game one in the stadium, the Klubot returns. Uh, but the Rays are going Rays. So I, I almost, for them mapping it out, feel silly because they will raise you. Where Cleveland, they have a significant 1-2 this year. Bieber McKenzie, that you're right. If they get spent in the wild card, that could impact the next series. Yeah, you almost want Guardians to win with Bieber and McKenzie doing a lot of heavy lifting games, one and two. 170 pitches each. <laughs> no, Go but three games so that die. so that Tito's leaving them out. Bieber would still be on regular rest, one, two, three, four, to go, or he would be on extra days rest to go game two or short rest to go game one. Yeah, I think I think the goal would be if you get Bieber, Tristan, games two and three, that they'd be done for the series. Yeah, you're not going to see them games four or five. The Rays, if they win in two, they're still set. Man. They're the Rays. They're the Rays. They find out. They just throw arms at you until you lose. Even if it's a guy you don't know, he will do well. So for the Yankees, it's... Cole on the 11th, Nestor on the 13th. So then Cole, one, two, three, four. He could go game four on regular rest. Really? Yes, because the off, because two off days. So Nestor would be short. Would be short but that's the thing. You five. probably still, unless it's do or die, you'd go Tyone game four because you'd want to save Cole for game five, right? Because otherwise, it's Tyone game five. I think you'd, you'd play have to Cole win the game. game five, and you'd have. That's what I said. If it's not one. do or die, like if the Yankees are up to one, I think they go Tyone because you'd want to save Cole. Oh, if they're up, go Tyone. Huh, I could. I don't know. It's possible. I'm. Yeah. So, but they could go Cole, Nestor, Severino, Cole. They could do that. They could do that. Is there... That would be Cole on regular rest. You'd set yourself up for a nervous game five, potentially. But you'd have Nestor for a little. We think Nestor short rest. Tyone. You know he doesn't care about coming out of the pen doing one inning for, like, his throw day. That's what we've been asking for I wonder if they'd start Tyone with Nestor ready to go in the bullpen. On game five? Maybe. Don't even get there. But that's interesting that... I, mean, I know a lot of people don't have faith in Cole right now, but the Yankees do get to throw their Cole. they get do get to throw their game one pitcher, games one and four with regular rest, and whoever we're playing won't be able to do that. Hopefully, they have to go if if they go two, they would have to. So if Matt, oh, so if Matt goes, if the, Mac or Bieber go game two, they would have to go short rest game five, three days rest game five. Or they go short rest, pitch game one, and then regular rest game five. Ready for that. That's what I would guess they'd do if the pitcher would do it. Yeah, depends Depends what they do in the previous game. So, yeah, we're, we're in the end game of tracking that. And, yeah, I guess something, if, they, if the Yankees are up in the series, say 2-1, in my head, I think they would go Tyone, who's been solid recently, and... If Tyone wins that game, or the Yankees win that game, I should say, 
to have Cole and Nestor and Sevy lined up one, two, three for whoever comes out of the other series, aka Houston. That rhythm of the playoffs, we see it matter every year. Um, hopefully, the Yankees get that good rhythm going. What did the Yankees do? Game four, they won game one, they lost game two, they lost game three, and then game four, they were down against the Rays, and they won to push it to game five. And they that was went the Monty no. game, right? Yeah. Monty, four innings pitch, one earned run. Chad Green, two innings. Zzz, Britain, 1.2. Moraldis, 1.1. You guys to, wouldn't mind having the goose in the pen right now, would to you? To win it. Huh. I love Chad. All right. I'm excited for all this. I got to go watch my sister get married first. Marie. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be keeping up. Go Yanks. Thanks, Katie Sharp. Go Yanks. Thanks, Katie Sharp. Go Yanks. Dome grabs. Go Yankees. Let's get a shot. Let's go Yankees. Let's go Yankees. Let's Wait, go Homer. Glaber Homer. <laughs>